Hello and welcome in to another edition of the JK Pod. I am your host, Jonathan Kelly. I want to thank you all for joining us here yet again. Uh, so I wanted to come to you guys a little bit earlier today. Uh, typically, that's what we do on Day Game Wednesdays for MLB in terms of our MLB plays. So let's go ahead and recap yesterday's slate. So for yesterday, uh, went four of seven, so not ideal, but still a winning day, which is always very nice to see. Uh, so that makes us six of 11 so far for the week. So 54.55, so still in the green, still looking good as we continue uh, with our winning ways. Uh, so yesterday we had the Padres in game one of their doubleheader, the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers all winning for us. And then on the other side of things, the Brewers, the Guardians, and the Astros. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get into today's picks. Uh, so our first one is going to be the first game of the day. It's going to go ahead and we are going to take the Philadelphia Phillies over the Atlanta Braves. So for the Phillies, it's going to be Zach Wheeler. He's 9-5. and five. With a 2.77 ERA and 19 starts, he's allowed more than two earned in only one of his previous five. So definitely look for Wheeler to have a nice game today. Uh, he's also 1-0 against the Braves in two starts this season. He did and giving up five earned in 13 innings. So look for Wheeler to probably give up two runs uh, through six innings today uh, and for the Phillies to pick up a win. And then for the Braves, it's going to be Charlie Morton. He's 5-5 five and five with a 4.34 ERA and 20 starts. And Morton has struggled in two of his last three, giving up five earned to the Mets on July 13th and four earned to the Phillies in his last start on July 27th. So look for the Phillies to definitely pick up a win over the Braves and continue their playoff push. And let's hope that they do so they can hit their over for this season. Next up, we're going to head to the Bronx and we're going to take the New York Yankees. Uh, anytime Garrett Cole is on the mound, it's a great opportunity for a victory. So we're going to go with Garrett Cole, who's nine and three with a 3.30 ERA and 21 starts this season. He's also had great stuff all year. He's got 162 strikeouts and 125 and a third innings. Uh, so look for that to continue. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, probably around 4-2. And then for the Mariners, it's going to be Luis Castillo. He's making his first start for them since being traded from the Reds. He's 4-4 four four with a 2.86 ERA and 14 starts this season. Castillo did look very good in his last start against the Yankees. So for the Yankees to be better against him this time around. And I don't see the Yankees losing 3 out of 4 to end their homestand before heading out to St. Louis and then to Seattle. Uh, so definitely look for the Yankees to be able to pick up a victory as they conclude their homestand. Following that, we're going to go ahead and take the Cleveland Guardians since they failed us yesterday. Hopefully they don't fail us two, nights in a, uh, two days in a row. And we're going to go with them because they've got Shane Bieber going. He's 5-6 and six with a 3.41 ERA and 19 starts. And Bieber has looked really good in two of his last three starts. 
So I think this is kind of where he goes back to his strikeout stuff that we all know that he has. Uh, and then as for the Diamondbacks, it's going to be Tommy Henry. Uh, he's actually making his first big league start. And in the minors so far this season, he was 4-4 four and four with a 3.83 ERA and 20 starts. So look for the Guardians to definitely put up some runs against the young kid making his first start. So that's why we're going to go ahead and take the Guardians today over, uh, over the Diamondbacks. Next up, we're going to go with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Twins always have a flair for the dramatic in these day games, especially with my guy Joe Ryan on the mound. Uh, so he is 7-4 and four with a 3.78 ERA in 16 starts this season. Ryan was knocked all over the field in his last start uh, against the Padres, but before that, he was really sharp in his previous four starts. So I find that to be where Ryan will be in this start against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and then for the Tigers, it's going to be Tyler Alexander. He's 2-4 and four with a 4.10 ERA. That's in 15 games, five of those starts. And Alexander isn't all that stretched out to be a starter at the moment. So look for the Twins to get to the Tigers' bullpen early and definitely put up some late runs in this game and pick up a victory. Following that, we're going to take the Texas Rangers. So for the Rangers, it's going to be Martin Perez. He's having a resurgent year. He's 9-2 and with a 2.52 ERA and 20 starts. And Perez has given up one earned run in each of his last three starts. So look for that to continue as well. And then for the Orioles, it's going to be Kyle Bradish. He's 1-4 with a 7.01 ERA and 11 starts. And he's given up at least five earned in two of his last three starts. So look for the Royals, uh, look for the Rangers to put up a lot of runs today against the Orioles, as the Orioles have, you know, traded Trey Mancini, traded Jorge Lopez, uh, kind of given up on this season, even though they were hot. I think this is kind of where they start their decline uh, for the re remainder of the season. So look for the Rangers to pick up a victory over the Orioles. Next up, we're going to take the Houston Astros. Uh, the Astros have Jose Ucrede on the mound. He's 9-4 with a 3.86 ERA. That's in 19 starts, uh, and he's given up more than two earned in only two of his previous seven starts. So look for that to continue against the Red Sox today. And then on the other side, it's going to be Rich Hill. He's 4-4 four four with a 4.20 ERA in 15 starts this season. And this is Hill's first start since July 1st when he gave up three earned over four and two-thirds to the Cubs. And I'm picking the Astros mainly because they cannot get swept by the Red Sox. And they are just wait their offense is just waiting to break out. So look for their offense to get hot early and often against Rich Hill and this depleted Red Sox bullpen. So look for the Astros to pick up an easy one against the Sox today. Following that, we're going to take the New York Mets. Uh, for the Mets, Chris Bassett is 7-7 seven seven with a 3.83 ERA and 19 starts. Bassett's been really hit or miss this season, but look for the Mets' offense to get them this win today since they'll be going up against Anibal Sanchez of the Nationals. He's 0-3 
with a 7.47 ERA in three starts, and he's given up at least three earned in all three of those starts. So look for the Mets to pick up a win against the Nationals after failing to do so yesterday with Jacob DeGrom making his return start. Uh, So look for the Mets to get an easy one, probably around 6-3 in their favor. Following that, a couple later games today, uh, we're going to take the Miami Marlins since they have Sandy Alcantara on the mound. He's 9-4 with a 1.99 ERA in 21 starts, and he has given up more than two earned runs in only three of those 21 starts this season. So he's been pretty much lights out all year. Definitely one of the NL Cy Young frontrunners. And then on the other side of things, it's going to be Mike Miner for the Reds. He's 1-7 with a 6.31 ERA in 10 starts. And Miner has given up at least three earned in seven of his 10 starts this season. The Marlins do not have a great offense. However, they should be able to pick up this win. Probably very low scoring game around 4-1 would be where I think this one will finish tonight. And then the last game of the night, we're going to go ahead and take the Los Angeles Dodgers. So for the Dodgers, it's Julio Urias. He's 10-6 with a 2.71 ERA in 20 starts. He's given up more than two earned in only one of his last five. So look for that to continue. And then on the other side, it's going to be Alex Cobb for the Giants. He's 3-5 with a 4.06 ERA in 16 starts. And Cobb has given up at least three earned in three of his last five. So look for the Dodgers to get after uh, Cobb in tonight's contest and be able to pick up yet another victory for them. So I hope you guys got all those. Uh, A lot of baseball today, a lot of picks. Uh, So to recap, from the top, we're going to take the Philadelphia Phillies, the New York Yankees, the Cleveland Guardians, the Minnesota Twins, the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, New York Mets, Miami Marlins, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So a lot of picks, a lot of opportunities today. So let's go ahead and have another winning day. So now let's keep the baseball theme going. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a MLB trade deadline recap. So to quickly go through the moves that we did not discuss yesterday, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers went ahead and acquired Trevor Rosenthal. The Boston Red Sox acquired Eric Hosmer, and apparently the Padres are paying approximately all of the $44 million remaining on his contract, so they're pretty much getting him for free, um, which is a little ridiculous, but hey, if you can get a baseball player for free that's making that much money, you definitely go ahead and do that, and if the Red Sox get a couple starting pitchers and a bullpen arm or two, they're, they're right back in this if they re-sign Devers and, and Bogarts. Um, so look, look for that down the, uh, down the road. Uh, the Padres were also busy yesterday acquiring Brandon Drury, who's having a breakout season for the Reds. So now he's heading to San Diego to join Soto bell and the rest of that club. Uh, the Seattle Mariners acquired Matthew Boyd and Kurt Casale. The Minnesota twins were able to obtain Sandy Leone and Tyler Mayle. Uh, the Phillies acquired Brandon Marsh, David Robertson again, 
and Noah Syndergaard. Looks like the Phillies are going for it. Like we said earlier, definitely go ahead and do that. Uh, big supporter. The Dodgers acquired Joey Gallo. Happy for Gallo to get out of New York. Seems like Gallo's a great guy, but he just, you know, those the pinstripes are just way too heavy for him. Uh, it's it's all good. No harm, no foul. And in my opinion, took a flyer on a guy that's got great power, uh, left-handed hitter that was supposed to hit a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium. It didn't work out. We didn't give up any crazy high prospects for him. And now we're able to obtain the Dodgers number 15 prospect, Clayton Beater, for him. So no harm, no foul. All good on the Yankees' end and hopefully all good for the Dodgers' end. And Gallo now has two opportunities to get a World Series ring this year. So good for him. Uh, Also, the Mets and Giants swapped J.D. Davis for Darren Ruff. Looks like the Mets are going with a platoon of Vogelbach and Ruff as their DH. The Blue Jays acquired Anthony Bass and Zach Pop from the Marlins. And then they also traded for unvaccinated Whit Merrifield. So... I hope Witt is going to get vaccinated. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to play in half of the Blue Jays' remaining games. Uh, So that would be a little awkward. But I'm sure that was discussed, talked about, and agreed upon in order for Witt to head to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and and join that, that ball club. Also, the Atlanta Braves added Rossell Iglesias, so a nice arm to have in the back of their bullpen. And then one very strange trade. And as a Yankees fan, I've heard a lot of different things going around about why this trade was done. Uh, But it was Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader. So I've heard that Monty wanted a long-term extension. He wanted probably a lot more money than the Yankees were willing to give him. And it kind of rubbed the New York Yankees brass the wrong way. And with the way that Boone has taken him out in the last couple of games, it seemed like Monty was getting really agitated and annoyed with Boone and with the front office. Um, So I think that's partially part of the reason for this trade. Also, Bader is a great defensive center fielder. We definitely need a lockdown center fielder, considering Aaron Hicks just grounds into double play after double play. Uh, Isn't the defender he used to be. And now if you run with an outfield of Bader, Benintendi, and Judge, it looks a little bit better defensively than having Hicks, Judge, and... Benintendi out there and especially if Bader I mean if he hits 250 240 like it's better than what Hicks is giving us right now and he's way better defensively so we'll see it also changes the lineup adds a lot more speed into the lineup so we'll see what that entails but that's what I've heard I've also heard and this could happen is that the Yankees have secretly been in talks with bringing back Masahiro Tanaka. So if that happens, that would be absolutely incredible. Um, 
I don't think it's going to happen, but there are rumors and some secrets going going around that the Yankees have been in contact with Tanaka and his camp. So if that does happen, awesome. I don't foresee that happening. So it's all good there. Um, a couple more MLB notes is that DeGrom said he felt really good in his return last night. He looked really good as always. And as always, the Mets don't score for him. So it's just typical Mets being Mets. Uh, Jonathan LaCroix announced his retirement. If you guys remember him, he was a great hitting catcher for the Brewers. Uh, made it to the All-Star game a couple times as well. Also, some IL news is John Gray is going to miss four to six weeks with an oblique strain. Not fun. Uh, also, Justin Turner is headed to the 10-day IL with an abdominal strain. So, rough to see that, but I'm sure the Dodgers are happy that it's happening now and not in October. And some very sad news, and it seems like we've been getting sad news the last couple of days. Uh, Vince Scully actually passed away at the age of 94. Um, so Scully had an incredible career, was the, was the voice of baseball for many, many years, probably 60, 70 years. Uh, so unfortunately Vince Scully passing away at the age of 94. So outside of that, not much going on in the NBA, typical, nothing with KD Kyrie, nothing with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, LeBron's working out with Bronny and Bryce. So that's pretty cool. Uh, happy to see all of them doing well in terms of college football, nothing going on. Talk conference realignment talk as always. Uh, and then in the NFL, definitely some noteworthy things happened yesterday. The first is once again, unfortunate news. Tim Patrick actually suffered a torn ACL. Uh, I've I've been very high on Tim Patrick, and I feel like the last, I would say, two years or so, he's really solidified himself as a wide receiver two or three. Um, and he was just very, very solid for the Denver Broncos. Felt like this was going to be his breakout season, finally with a really stable quarterback in Russell Wilson. Uh, but unfortunately, Patrick suffered a torn ACL. Hopefully, he's able to come back next season and have a really successful remainder of his career. Also, we got the first good news out of Arizona Cardinals camp. Uh, Pro Bowl left tackle DJ Humphreys signed an extension, and he'll now be under contract through 2025. So congrats to him, and congrats to the Cardinals for finally having a positive note coming out of their camp. Uh, a couple other things is that Jordan Poyer uh, for the Bills suffered an elbow injury and he's going to miss a few weeks. Supposedly, he should be back for the Bills' uh, opening week game, so hopefully all is good there. And lastly, Irv Smith Jr. had thumb surgery. Him and the Vikings expect him, him to be ready for week one. And I sure hope so, since he's their tight end one. And that'll alleviate a little bit of pressure from uh, Thielen and Jefferson if Irv Smith is out there, especially you know running those routes over the middle from the tight end perspective. Uh, but outside of that, 
that's pretty much all that's going on in the world of sports. Like I said, wanted to get to this to you guys a little bit early for today as we've got a lot of day baseball happening. Um, but outside of that, thank you all again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and really appreciate it.